0: Of Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored. To serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we thank you, O Lord, for the ability to celebrate your birth, the birth of Messiah. And we thank you, Lord, that Yeshua is the light of the world. And we are dedicating our lives to him. So we bless you this day as we celebrate, as we remember, as we think about, as we consider, O Lord, what you are to us, O Lord. You are God. You are the one who rules the universe, the sovereign Lord. And we bless you and thank you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, shalom, shalom. It is a great day to celebrate, I know. And uh, I will say to all of you, have a blessed Christmas today and a happy Hanukkah as we uh, continue to celebrate Hanukkah began last night and as you know the more we have to focus on these celebrations the more we remember the more we observe and focus on god the more we are thankful for who he is in our lives you can still get the hanukkah hagada though you might not want it there're only a few days left uh, by the time you get it but you still can it's that 32-page booklet, and uh, it's wonderful for celebrating each night of Hanukkah. Cost is $3. It's best if you can get one for each person who will participate, and uh, feel free to call Karen at 813-831-5673, and if you're leaving a message, leave your address so we can send them to you. The three purposes of the Haggadah were to bring your family together, And when they're together, to have a deeper discussion about the Lord. Secondly, to come closer to the Lord. And thirdly, as an outreach to invite those Jewish people and others to participate in your celebration of Hanukkah together. So I want you to challenge uh, to challenge you not to let another holiday go by without using it to share your faith in Messiah. Let's get into the teaching today. Last week we spoke about at the end of our uh, program, What Defiles Our Temple, and we didn't quite finish the list, so a quick review. The sins that defile our temple is Hellenism, importing a culture more important than the culture of God, which is why people skip services and may only go twice a month rather than weekly or even two times a week. Uh, Other things take priority. Secondly, there is progressivism, which is importing the world's knowledge and making the world's knowledge more important than God's wisdom and God's knowledge. And so an example of that is living together before marriage. Uh, People think that this is smarter, but that is not what God says. Third, we have relativism. Truth changes based on the culture rather than truth being forever. And so uh, an example of this is adultery and homosexuality used to be a crime, and in various states it's still a crime. Relativism leads to you being your own God and deciding what truth is. Obviously, we are against relativism because the Bible is true today, yesterday, today and forever. Right. So then we left off with the fourth and fifth. Fourth one is emotionalism. Which allows our needs and desires to direct our speech and our actions. And it's, look, we get very self centered when we're in emotional, right? So we say a woman should have a choice about an abortion because it's the way she feels. Our character changes based on our feelings instead of our feelings being changed by our character. How often have you heard someone say, the God I serve wouldn't do that kind of thing? That's an emotional response, it, you know, and, and God is God. We don't judge him, right? Some things God does will make us uncomfortable. He punishes people. <laughs> yeah, that makes us uncomfortable. He allows bad things to happen to good people. He allows suffering in the world. You know, however, the same people who criticize the fact that God does that would be the same people who would get upset with those things um, where we wouldn't have freedom and God controlled all of us. We would be like robots. Then they would say that's a problem. So in a sense, for those people, God can't win. Right. (laughs) Finally, the fifth thing. Uh, that defiles our temple the sin is super spiritualism and that's believing that god is speaking to you which allows you not to be accountable teachable or submitted to others we see this with believers in yeshua people in the body look if you've got to understand that you have to look at your own issues and and this causes you not to look at your own issues. You're not looking at reality. Look, there's a fine line here, because all of us should hear from God. We all should hear the voice of God in our lives. But we've got to be teachable. We've got to be under scriptural authority. And we should also be under the authority of at least one person or more. However, I want to take these next broadcasts to discuss an issue that I wrestle with continuously. And I'd like you to wrestle with it, too. I believe that wrestling with God and his word brings refinement and maturity. It is when we don't think about what we're doing that oftentimes we hit the slippery slope. That we don't know we've even begun. Uh, An example of wrestling with God in the physical certainly is Jacob who wrestled with God and his name was changed to Israel, which means you've struggled with God and with men and you've overcome. We need to be overcomers we need to wrestle with god's word and, and and see how appropriate it is for our lives let me begin by saying that i am fine with those of you who want to celebrate hanukkah and i'm fine with those who want to celebrate christmas i'm fine with you celebrating both i'm fine with you celebrating one Uh, Neither are in Scripture. God did not say to celebrate either of these holidays. Now, I know some of you are going to say, but what about John, where it mentions Hanukkah? Okay, the book of John mentions Hanukkah, but that's pretty much it. However, I want you to struggle today. Does that mean you're going to turn off your radio? (laughs) (laughs) As I present to you questions that are worth thinking about, I want you to ponder. You will have to uh, apply your feelings, your knowledge, your spirituality, and more as we open up this Pandora-like box. I'm going to ask you for some grace as I talk to you about this subject, as it is not easy. The subject that I want to talk to you about, philosophically, sounds kind of like this. As we assimilate into our culture, are we going against God? Are all things that seem good God-things? When we put God into a secular circumstance, does that make the circumstance godly? Are you and I part of a cultural slippery slope away from God? Now you... Heard me pause a few times after each question. I wanted you to hear the question and and maybe you didn 't get to write them down, but boy, if you can remember them i 'd love for you to think about it, especially the last one: Are you and I part of a cultural slippery slope away from God? You know first corinthians ten twenty three says everything is permitted. But not everything is helpful. Everything is permitted, but not everything builds up. Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. I'm saying that we do many good things, but if they are not God things, are we going in the wrong direction? And I'm going to use Christmas and Hanukkah as my examples. Ooh, <laughs> I know. I know. Don't hang up on me, right? Don't don't turn off your radio. Look, during—I'll start with Hanukkah. That'll probably be safer, right? (laughs) During Hanukkah, every night we say the following blessing. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to light the candles of Hanukkah. Well, does it grieve God's heart? that in our blessing is something that is not true (laughs) nowhere does god say or command us to celebrate hanukkah or say or command us to light the hanukkah candles not only do we do so but we say he's commanded it (laughs) so do you have a problem with that well maybe you say hey look it's tradition it's fine okay Not a problem. Should Messianic Jews celebrate Hanukkah if God didn't say to do it? And the answer to that is Jewish people made a beautiful holiday out of a historic event. It strengthens our identity. It reminds us that we're dedicated to God. It reminds us that Yeshua is the light of the world, and we are, we also are to be a light to the world. It reminds us to be lifted high. We need to be a—I'm sorry. It reminds us to be lifted high. In order to be lifted high, we need to be a servant. Right. And it can be used to share the Lord with non-Messianic Jews. It's tradition. It's who we are. And you could make a similar case for Christmas. But then there's scriptures that make us. Question certain things. So like Jeremiah 10 verse 1, hear the word that Adonai speaks to you, house of Israel. Thus says Adonai, do not learn the ways of the nations or be frightened by signs of the heavens, though the nations are terrified by them. The customs of the people are useless. It is just a tree cut from the forest, the work of the hands of a craftsman with a chisel. They decorate it with silver and gold and fasten it with hammer and nails so it won't totter like a scarecrow in a cucumber garden. Their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. Do not. They do no harm, nor do any good there is none like you adonai you are great and great is your name and power well that's an interesting scripture isn't it um we shouldn't learn the ways of the nations and then it talks about cutting down a tree and decorating it okay i'm not telling you what is right or wrong but don't we have to wrestle with the scripture a bit I know how much I love seeing the lights of the Christmas tree and the traditions and the Hanukkah menorah and the traditions. But are you feeling so strong about our traditions that we won't let God in to tell us when we have strayed? Hey, I also grew up with watching Popeye the Sailor Man and Superman on TV. Obviously, there are no references to God there. Was that good for my parents to let me watch? Look, in the United States, we have a population, a culture, that has in my lifetime embraced separation of church from the public square, embraced abortion, Change the definition of marriage. Change the normality that that is referred to regarding men and women's identity. Made truth relative more based on feelings and experience and culture than based on the Bible. Politically correctness is becoming the rule of law. Stay with me now. Are we, here's my question, are we partially to blame for this? our country's culture didn't change in the blink of an eye we must have started on a slippery slope and did not know it in 1962 and 63 prayer taken out of the schools 73 abortion legalized and since then 60 million babies killed legally 2015 the definition of marriage changed from one man and one woman you might think the change started with women's rights i noticed the change in behavior when they allowed school children to dress in jeans have our freedoms become more important than our God and his word? Look, this show today is about getting you to think. I'm not here to preach to you about right and wrong. I want you to determine what's right and wrong based on your relationship with God and God's word. It's easier to see the difficulties in our country, our culture, and our city but our country and our culture are made up of people like you and me. So let me ask you some personal questions. What have you done to contribute to the slide away from God? What have you not done that has contributed to the slide away from God? These are two important questions. Are you willing to look at? At yourself, I believe our country is on a slippery slope away from God and away from being a great nation. And the question is have I been a contributor to this erosion? In teaching, in trying to reach uh, the secular world, have I been more affected by them or have they been more affected by me? Well, based on what our culture and the direction it's going, I would say the culture seems to be stronger than us as believers. Let's get personal. I'm not saying the following is bad or wrong. I'm bringing these ideas up for us to think about. Does buying a Christmas tree have more to do with tradition and commercialism than God? Does having a gift for each night of Hanukkah have more to do with tradition and commercialism than God? Are our family habits and traditions more involved with our culture or more involved with God? Do our children learn more from school, which is usually secular, and TV, which is secular, than from us that is fighting to raise our kids in a biblically believing culture? Are we responsible for the millennials' laissez-faire attitude about God and their responsibilities towards God? Do you understand the questions I'm asking? Are you on a slippery slope, slowly drifting away from God? Have you made so many compromises that secularism has crept into your life and the lives of your family? Can anyone relate to what I'm asking, or is it too painful to look at ourselves and really see what we might be, that we might be part of the problem? What are some of the compromises we've made? Well, what TV and movies do we allow in our house, or do we allow our kids to go to? Do they allow foul language? It's almost impossible to watch something without foul language. How about sex? How about violence? Or, the video games we allow, what age do you allow your children to date? Do you teach tithing or waiting for your children to become adults? Do you send your children to public school where they 're inundated by secular culture? Are there people in your life that you stay away from because of the way they treated you? That threw that one in. Um, Are you totally honest with your taxes? Do you take any money under the table? The fact that sometimes you don't speak so nice, is that just a small sin compared to what other people do? The speed limit is 55, which means I can go at least 60 and not get a ticket? You can speak of the president or the politicians in derogatory terms, but expect people to respect you? It's like the reporters reporting the news. They're actually part of the story that they're reporting on. Because as they report about our country being divided, they are also part of what's dividing our country. (laughs) We are part of the slippery slope. 1 Peter 2.16 says live as free people but not using your freedom as a cover up for evil rather live as God's slaves honor all people love the brotherhood fear God honor the king and so on. Slaves, in verse 18, with all respect, submit yourself to your masters, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are harsh. Does anybody hear me? (laughs) I am saying that we have lost the, 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 the sense that God's word rules our behavior, our emotions, that we are slaves to the living, sovereign God. It says in verse 19, well, let me back up so you get the context. 18, slaves, with all respect, submit yourself to your masters, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are harsh. For this finds favor if for the sake of conscience toward God, someone endures grief from suffering undeservedly. For what credit is there if when you sin and get a beating, you endure? But if you endure when you do good and suffer for it, this finds favor with God. For you were called to this because Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that that you might follow in his footsteps. You know what? I I know I'm in the middle of reading first Peter two and I can't even finish it. We don't have time. We'll have to do this next week and finish this subject of assimilation and slippery slopes. Now, look, if this program upset you, you might want to skip next week. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to deal with reality, come back and let's finish this subject up together, okay? Because I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm not pushing you around, okay? <laughs> Look, we're about to end uh, end the year. In fact, this is the last program of the year. We certainly could use your financial support. We don't have a business advertising giving us a revenue stream. So we depend completely on you and your generosity at this time, even if I give you messages that you don't like. <laughs> so if you, if you could, send us some financial support. Also, remember, I I designed this Hanukkah Hagada for you uh, Try and get multiple copies. It's $3 each. Uh, Look, uh, call Karen uh, 813 831. 5673 You can can find out from her how to give to the program. You can find out how to get the Hanukkah Haggadahs. Call 813-831-5673. Don't forget, on the 31st, uh, next Saturday, we have a bat mitzvah, a girl from Israel, Come and visit and bring your kids. They will, they will really love it. And again, I pray that this broadcast touched your heart and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.